Welcome to Be You Podcast, a podcast about not apologizing for your personal journey, your personal growth. You are your story. You make your story. You lit, sis. So I'm your host, Jasmine, and let's get started. Welcome back. Welcome back. All right. Thank you all so much for tuning in to BU Pod for episode numero dos. And this episode is called This Too Much. Yes, This Too Much. So what exactly are we going to be talking about today? This episode is really all about stress management, right? Like, Stress management is a part of daily life. And last episode on social media, I asked everyone, like, what do you want to hear next? What do you want to talk about next? Like, let me know because we can talk about it. And majority of people said they wanted to talk about stress management. And I honestly believe that that is a wonderful thing for us to talk about and really get into because... Lord knows I be out here stressing, like stressing. And as you all know, I am in school full time for my doctorate. I work full time. I'm trying to become a dog mom again. So that's ready to be a whole adventure to a new puppy. Trying to be a good daughter, trying to be a good partner. Like it's a lot. And Sometimes I got to sit back and I'm like, oh, this is too much. Like, what do, what is going on? Because this is just too much. So let's talk about it. Um, so today, we're really going to get into, like, the resources and more so how I deal with stress. And I just want to make this disclaimer that I'm not a certified professional when it comes to stress management. I'm not a therapist or anything like that. I'm just here to give you the tools and tricks that I use and some facts that I found out about stress management that really have helped me navigate and deal with stress management to the best of my ability. So I know, like I said, with me being in school full-time and working full-time, a lot of people just don't understand. And then the people that do understand, oh, bless your hearts, because I can only imagine what it's like to be a best friend or a partner to someone who is in school full-time and working full-time on a graduate level, because I I be putting this man through everything, y'all. Like, it really be so bad that sometimes I got to step back and apologize to him. Like, you know what? It's not that I'm not listening to what you're saying, but I got a paper right now that I have to put my focus on. Or I know we supposed to do a date night, but can we do the date night after my meeting? Because the way my schedule set up, it's just not working, right? And a lot of people just don't understand how to manage their stress. I think when we hear the word stress, we always think, oh, she just stressed or they doing too much. They don't they don't need to do all that. They just need to take something off their plate. And it's like, no, 
matter at all. We don't need to take nothing off our plate. We just need to know as a society how to deal with what we have going on, right? I always try to tell myself, God never gave me something or gave me too much of something that I can't handle. Like I'm built for this. But just because I'm built for it don't mean it's not stressful and don't mean I'm out here second guessing every step I do or how I maneuver in this world. So one interesting thing I found was um, a statistic that said 50% of U.S. workers rate their job as stressful. And that's according to the CDC and Prevention in 2010. So just imagine you say everybody in the United States put them in the pool. And next thing you know, you like, all right, 50% of y'all get out the pool. 50% of those people that just got out that pool is saying their job is stressful. That's a lot of damn people. Like a lot of people to be out here like, you know what? Work ain't it. Work is driving me crazy. Work is stressful. And just because the other 50% of the people in the pool claiming that work isn't stressful for them, it doesn't mean that they don't have other things going on where they're not dealing with stress, right? So the fifty percent of people that's outside of that pool, like I don't like I don't know what to do. Like work is too stressful for me. Is really going through the motions because they may also have a home life, a personal life where that's adding stress on top of on top of them. So that within itself just speaks volume to the workforce in the United States. Like in the United States, we work, most people work like six out of seven days. Like, yeah, I get it. People are like, oh, I go to work Monday through Friday. And you got the weekends. No, the average person probably does work like six out of seven days. Cause I know, yes, technically my workday is Monday through Friday, but it is plenty of Saturdays that I'm doing events for work. I'm taking calls, emails, everything like that. And that can really be stressful. And then also one in five adults in America experience mental illnesses. That is according to the 2017 National Survey on Drug and Health. One out of five. So let's put this into context, right? Every time you walk out your house, go to the train, go to the car, go to the grocery store, go to the post office, because those these are the only places that we really be going now because of COVID. But going to the grocery store and... One out of every five people that you pass has experienced a mental illness in some way. I don't know about y'all, but that's crazy. Like, that is crazy. And I think a lot of times we undermine the notion of mental illnesses. Like, I know for me, Especially, I feel like a lot of times in the Black community, we don't talk about it. It's kind of like this hidden thing that families just don't acknowledge. It's like, oh, mm, you sad, get over it. Or you going through a bad breakup, you be all right. Or this just a hard test. You you okay, like just study, it be all right. This, this too shall pass, right? This too shall pass. Or, oh, I can't tell you how many times it's been... Jasmine, you're going to be all right. Somebody else went through it worse than you. And a mental illness is a real thing. And it can take many, many different forms. And 
for me being an African-American woman and being submerged in the Black community my whole life, it is sometimes looked down upon. And even to this very day at the age of 27, I will meet people and the first time, you know, people hear about somebody that's sad or somebody that is like, oh, this is too much to deal with. It's like, mm, they need to go see a therapist. Ha ha ha. And like joke around about it as if like, it's this horrible thing to do. Let me tell y'all something. I'd have been through some dark times. Okay. And when I say dark, I mean dark times. And the only way I got out of it was I literally went to a therapist twice a month for a year and a half. Never missed a month, nothing. And the, about the first three months, every time I seen that woman, all I did was cry. Just cry. Be in that seat, boo-hooing, y'all. Like, oh, my life. Just going through the motions of life. Telling her everything. And she was like, so when you were five... How did this affect you? And I'm like, well, what the hell that got to do with me at the time being 25? Like, what? What? That Like, we talk about a 20-year age difference. And slowly but surely, it's like, hmm. The way I dealt with stress when I was five, sure enough manifested itself to the way I deal with stress at 25. Who would have thought? And... That's something I always tell people is like, if you are dealing with something or you're stressed out about something, it is okay. Like, don't be out here like, you know what? I shouldn't be stressed. Nothing like that. Now, granted, y'all, I stress about everything. Like, I'm a planner. I stress about things. If something not going right, oh, just know Jasmine all messed up. Like, I'm in here like, nope, this was supposed to happen at 2 o'clock. It is now 2.05. This ain't it. Something must be wrong. Can't do it. Nope, I'm stressed. And I'm not saying, like, that probably is unhealthy because I be stressing about everything. Like, who? like I said, it could be the wrong color grape in the bag of grapes. And I'm like, oh, no, Jesus, how I'm going to eat these grapes. But... I say all that to say that it's okay to have a therapist or somebody to talk to about your daily struggles. Because just because you're going through something and somebody else may have went through it, or even somebody else may have went through it worse than you, it does not make what you're going through invalid, right? Like it, it's still valid. What you are going through is valid. And what you are going through, that's stressful, it is so, so stressful. Um, I know for me, a couple of my friends have went through some horrific things, right? Like horrible, horrible things that to this very day, when I talk to them on the phone or we on FaceTime, I'm just like, oh my God, girl, like you went through the trenches and I am just so proud of you because I couldn't imagine how stressful that was. And then they look at me and they're like, but Jasmine, you went through horrible things. Like I look at you and I'm like, how, how did you make it through that time? And it really comes down to just how we dealt with our situation during that time. I know for me, like I said, I went to see, I had to go see a therapist. Um, I'll share with y'all that there was a point in my life where 
I felt like I was in this world alone. And when I say alone, I mean, I could be in a party full of a thousand people and I felt like not a single soul in the room saw me. I could be in the living room during Christmas time with my family and everybody's opening gifts and happy. And mentally, it just felt like I wasn't there or like nobody acknowledged me and nobody cared that Jasmine was in the room. And then it got to the point where I put a lot of my attention into getting the validation that I was supposed to be here from a male partner. And when that relationship didn't work out, not only was I upset about the relationship not working, but it was so many other factors that were going through my head of this is, it's just, the world is blown up in my face. And I'll always say it felt like overnight, everything just blew up. And I was finishing school, ending a relationship, living in a city that, you know, I really had nobody um, in that city and starting a new job, ending a job, well, more so ending a job, hoping to find a new job, not having no money, but still trying to, where there's a will, there's a way. Um, People always looked at it as, you know, you would never know Jasmine's going through something. So still trying to keep up with the outward persona that I'm okay and to not let anybody know I was okay. And all that layers of stress drove me to the point of being like, I think suicide is, is feasible. Like it's something that I could probably accomplish. And when that thought came to me, and it came to me numerous times, I'm not going to lie. It came to me a couple times and I honestly thought that the world would be better if I wasn't here, um, because I was just dealing with so much and I would sleep on my floor in my kitchen, crying my eyes out. Cause it felt like I couldn't breathe. Um, it was times where I had a whole apartment, beautiful apartment, but was sleep in my car because I just was so upset. I physically couldn't walk into my apartment. And once I got to that point, it was my breaking point. Like everybody says, you know, you have to hit rock bottom. And I feel like that was my rock bottom. It was when I honestly felt like I was physically impaired. It was so many things I wanted to do that I couldn't because I just didn't know how to deal with the stresses of life. And I felt like anytime I started to voice those stresses to the people around me, I was instantly shut down. Like it was instantly like you giving this person too much of your energy, get over it. Or other people have gone through this, you be all right. Or just push through it. Like you a strong girl, you be all right. And it's like, mm, eh, skirt, rewind. I'm not going to be all right. Like I'm not okay. I am dying in the inside. And that level of stress was so much, like so, so much that it felt like the world was literally on my shoulders and it was nothing I can do about it. So 
with that being said, I started going, like I said, I started going to a therapist and she was wonderful. Like absolutely wonderful. Um, like I said, the first couple times I went to see her, all I did was cry. I cried, cried, cried. I'm sure she probably was like, Ooh, child, something is wrong with this girl. And that's okay. That is okay. Because I cried my little eyes out. Like it was my full-time job. And after a couple months, I was finally able to articulate why I was crying. Right. At first it was like, I'm just crying to cry. And then it was like, well, why, why, why are you crying, sis? Like, you, you've been crying for, like, a month now. Um, what you crying for? Like, what's triggering you to feel this type of way? And we realized I just had so much anxiety. Um, and my anxiety contributed majorly to the amount of stress I had as a person. And I was given a task to figure out, you know, what are some tricks and tips of the trade for me to manage my level of anxiety? And that's really some things I do want to share with you all. It's just how I dealt with anxiety, which led to how I was able to get a hold of my personal stress management. So here are my seven tips of how I was able to get a hold on Jasmine's life. And y'all will learn I love the number seven. <laughs> but, okay. So, tip one was I started to take personal time. There's nothing like personal time. Even if your personal time means somebody else is calling you and saying, you know, I'm dealing through this, I'm dealing with that. If you aren't mentally in the space to deal with it, it's okay to say, hey, sis, you know what? I fully understand what you're going through, but I'm not in a mental space to be able to help you deal with what you're going through right now. Maybe tomorrow or maybe in a week, I really can talk to you about it because I care, but I'm not there to deal with your issue, deal with what you're going through right now. And it's okay to do that. You set that boundary. Like it is perfectly okay. And I started doing that. And when I started doing that, oh, let me tell you how my friends dwindled, dwindled, be gone. They left. But I became in a better mental space. Tip two, tip two and three kind of go hand in hand. Eat well and exercise. I know people are always like, ooh, exercise, blah, blah, blah. Like, physically, you'll look better. No. Honestly, I can truly say when I started to get a better handle on my diet and started exercising, just mentally, I felt better. Like, mentally, every day was like, ooh, yes, let's get it. Like, all right, what we just tackling today? What we getting into today? I physically felt so much better. And what I... Eight made me feel better. Um, I don't eat beef or pork. That's been my life for like the past five years. But I have noticed that even when, like, say I eat a turkey burger, like, yes, the turkey burger is good as shit, but I feel boggled down. Like, after I eat, I'm tired. I just want to lay down. Like, it's kind of like, ooh, all right, ooh, let's just get through the rest of the day the best we can. But let me eat a bomb salad with some chicken, grapes, peppers, 
onions, cucumbers, and my honey balsamic vinaigrette dressing. Lord, I'm out here like Mike Tyson. Like, what's up? We, we ready. We ready to tackle the rest of this day because like physically I'm good. Like I'm okay. So those two, I really think go hand in hand, which leads to tip number four is get enough sleep. Um, I can honestly say at this point in my life, I have a really good support system. And one of my closest friends was like, yo, we're going to start running at like 5.30, 6.30 in the morning. And when she first told me that, I was like, <laughs> okay. But like she held me accountable to it. And when I say by nine o'clock at night, I am in the bed tired. And it's like, but I'm tired, but I have accomplished everything. I had to do, and I'm ready to go the next morning by six o'clock in the morning to go running and working out. Tip five. I think this is really one of the most, one of the most um, potent tips that I have. Acceptance. Acceptance, acceptance, acceptance. By that, I mean, know you are doing your best with what you got. It's okay to acknowledge that you are doing what you can do. Like it may not be going a hundred percent the way you want it, but you're doing what you're supposed to do. And that is okay. Tip six, plan your life. I'm a planner y'all. Maybe because I got a lot going on, but I plan everything from my workouts to this is when I'm doing lunch. And I really found that came in handy, especially with the whole COVID-19 thing, because we're home now. So a lot of times we're out of that regular routine. And I'm like, you know what? No, normally I do eat lunch from 12 to 1. So just because I'm home, I'm not touching my laptop from 12 to 1. Um, plan your life, but also leave room for the unknown. So some days be like, you know what? I don't have a meeting this day. Or I don't have nowhere to go. But these next three hours, anything can happen, right? So those are your three hours to deal with whatever life throws at you. And tip seven, whoo child, tip seven, <laughs> know your triggers. Please, please, please know what triggers you. Know what triggers your anxiety and know what causes you stress. This is something that once I realize my triggers, it also scared me and hurt me at the same time. And by that, I mean, I started to realize what my triggers were as far as friends. Some of my friends were some of my biggest triggers. Love them, but they reminded me so much of my past and things I didn't want to be reminded of. It sent me to a dark place. Family. People always say, you know, family, you can't replace family. Them hoes can hurt you. They hurt, all right? You got to know your trigger when it comes to family members. I had some family members where I loved them to death, but when I tell you I talk to them once a month, once every two months, because that one 15-minute talk, I'm good. Like, I'm good, thank you, love you, talk to you later, because you are a trigger. Like, you are a nasty trigger for me. Know what tasks um, are triggers for you. I know for me, a lot of times, as much as I'm an extrovert, I'm still an introvert. And when people automatically just switch up and they're like, oh, Jasmine, can you run to the store real quick? Or can you go here? And going to said place requires me to automatically be in a group of 
even 30 people that I just completely don't know, that's a trigger for me. Like, cause the next thing is like, well, I don't know these people. What are they thinking about me? Are they, how are they looking at me? Is this too much? Like, and it's not a thing of, we'll, we'll get into that on another episode. Um, but know what task can cause you to go into being very stressful the rest of the day, having anxiety, because those things help you maneuver um, through life and really help you sit there and say like, this, this ain't it. Like, I don't want to be stressed today. I don't want to have anxiety today. So therefore all of this stuff in this bubble, we ain't doing, gotta go. Those are my main seven tips of really how I've been able to deal with everything. Um, like I said, it's just hard. Life is hard y'all. And don't take that for granted. Life is hard as shit and we're going to be all right. Another statistic I found is one in three adults experience anxiety disorder. That's according to Harvard's Medical School 2007 National Survey. Once again, let's put this into context. If you have a family of four, you got you, you got your two siblings and your parents, right? Two parents. At least one person in that house has experienced an anxiety disorder. Now, these are all people that you think you know like the back of your hand, but somebody has experienced anxiety disorder. Now, let's add your grandparents into that house. Two people in that house now have experienced anxiety disorder because it's real. It is a real thing and it's nothing to be ashamed about. And that's why I truly take my seven tips um, into consideration every single day with how I maneuver because it affects your daily life. And if you don't know really what affects your daily life and how you should maneuver, it's going to be so hard for you. So, so hard for you. And I want to end it on this note saying your emotional well-being is essential to your overall health and wellness. Let me say that one more time for you. Your emotional well-being is essential to your overall health and wellness. That is something that every single body needs to understand. What you go through emotionally not only affects your physical health, your physical well-being, it affects the people around you. It affects how you maneuver And I highly, highly recommend people take the time out to write down what tips work for you, right? Like, what are your triggers? What are things that you feel like you're lacking in? What's missing out of your diet? Because sometimes if you ain't eating the right junk, your diet going to be all types of messed up. And that will affect how you deal with stress and how much anxiety you put out there in the world and how much anxiety you feel, So I close this episode with this may be too much for you right now, but you won't make it through. You will. And I hope that this was helpful for you all to just hear different tips and tricks of the trade that I personally use. Like I said, I am not a certified therapist. Um, I am not a medical practitioner or anything like that. The most I can do is tell you all how I deal with things and hope that it helps you maneuver and get through life. And 
the statistics that I did share with you all, like I said, I tell you where I find them. So you can always go back and look it up and be like, let me fact check this girl to make sure she really telling the truth. Because sometimes people be spitting information and it ain't real. It ain't the truth. But I like to only give you all things that have been researched and things that I know have some validity to it. So with that being said, thank you once again for tuning in to episode dos of BU Pod. This too much. And make sure you go follow me on Instagram under burgeoning.upod. That is B-U-R-G-E-O-N-I-N-G dot upod. Like, share. I welcome you all. And peace out. And don't be stressed, y'all. Y'all got this.